Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Power Man Podcast. My name is Rory Paquette, and I am, as always, your very, very humble host. Thank you so much for joining us today. Looking forward to this. An awful lot has happened since our uh, last episode. Um, first, let me thank everybody who uh, took the time to re-listen or listen to the Halloween episode when it came out, um, you know, about the mutt that stole Halloween. Uh, we got some excellent feedback on that. Um, last year when this, when I put this thing out, uh, for the first time I had, uh, we had some good feedback, but this time, uh, not only did I have feedback from people who had never heard it before, but I had feedback from people who listened to it last time and actually had changed their minds. So, um, glad that we were able to do a little bit of, a uh, little bit of public good by, you know, outing some of the mutts out there on their behavior. And I appreciate it very much. Loved all the feedback, you guys. Thank you so much for all that. It was great. Um, I have a whole bunch of uh, machinery going around me today. Uh, so if you hear anything in the background, please just, I don't know, ignore it, let it go. Uh, working on a lot of stuff all at once. Uh, most of that is because uh, a few days ago, we launched our private Facebook group, The Power of Man Within. And uh, if any of you folks out there who are hearing this would like to join that, check it out. Uh, you know, go to Facebook, uh, go to search, type in the power of man within. It'll come right up. You'll see me. You'll see the whole bit. And, uh, you know, just ask to join. A couple quick questions, uh, you know, get you in there. You know, like, why do you want to join? Stuff like that. But um, as soon as I see you on there, we'll, we'll get you folks in there. I'd love to have... Everybody who listens to the podcast be part of that group. We do a little bit of a deeper dive there. We will uh, talk further and in more detail about the podcast topics. We're going to talk about things that, you know, may or may not be covered on the podcast right at that moment. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, random thoughts. Sometimes it's, um, you know, advice and it's, uh, you know, handling current issues and problems. So it's also a place to build community. And we've already had a bunch of guys in the group uh, step up and post uh, for themselves and introduce themselves and, you know, say, Hey, this is my name. This is what I'm working on. It's uh it's a great place to come together for brotherhood and, uh, you know, for men to come in and talk about, uh, things that are bothering them and just say, Hey, you know, I, I need a place. I need a place that's safe that I can come in and talk about how unbelievably tough it is in this world today to, to be a man and to do that successfully. So hope that we see you all there. Uh, I am going to do everything I can to put the link to the group in the show notes, um, from now on. So you guys can just grab that up and run with it. And well, hopefully I'll be able to figure out how to do that. <laughs> so anyway, um, before I get much further, I have to, uh, definitely, uh, appease, you know, my fans with, uh, one of our catchphrases. And that is, I need to take a sip of my preferred beverage. <clears throat> Oh, that's just delightful. Um, that is some magnificent Freedom Hill coffee. It is uh, deep, dark, rich, bold, beautiful, curvaceous, fulfilling, tasty, just like my wife. And uh, if you're a friend of the program, you know that that is the coffee that we drink. It's our beverage of choice. And you can find these folks at Freedom Hill Coffee, at Freedom Hill Coffee on uh, Instagram, and it's, uh, they're a great organization. They make a fantastic cup of joe. And they do really good things for veterans with the proceeds. So uh, doing all the right things for all the right reasons. Take a look at them. Support them. Um, get yourself a bag of this coffee and let me know how you like it. What are you guys drinking? 
If you're not drinking coffee, tell me, uh, what is your beverage of choice? Throw it down in, uh, in the comments. Um, send me a DM. You know, I'd love to hear what all of our fans are drinking out there. We have quite a few of you. One more little sip before we get rolling. <clears throat> yeah, here we go. Oh, man. So good. So very good. All right. So let me fix this over here. Like I said, we're working on a lot of different machinery. Hopefully we can keep that going and I can multitask a little bit. But um, I wanted to talk to you guys today about something that uh, has been bothering me a lot. Something that's been, I've been thinking about a whole lot. And that is, um, you know, as, as men, as fathers, as husbands, we have a lot on our plates every day. We are constantly uh, being judged. And one of the things that happens is we're constantly judging ourselves. Very often, and I know this is true in my case, you know, we are our own toughest critic. It's a tough place to be. It's a tough place to live. Nothing that we ever do is going to be good enough for us. Every action that we take, we judge it against something. Uh, whether we're judging it against how we ought to be, how we should be, if we're judging it against uh, you know those that we compare ourselves to. However you play it, in your head, you're judging yourself, gentlemen. I know because I do it myself all the time. And one of the biggest places that I do this is in judging myself as a father. Um, I recently had a conversation with, you know, one of my sons about, um, about school, about his transition from high school to college. Uh, both my sons were offered scholarships to, uh, to throw, throw the discus and, um, both turned it down. Both of them walked away from free education <laughs> because they didn't want to have to spend their next four years throwing in a uh, athletic program. And I look at that even to this day as my failure. I have taken that on myself as, you know, I obviously didn't do something right. I didn't impart on them uh, fully the importance of a college education. I didn't impart on them, uh, an expectation of this is one of the reasons why you're out here working so hard throwing, you know, yeah, I know you want to win state, but this is the type of thing that's going to take you to college. It's going to get you uh, a free ride. And they both got offered scholarships. And like I said, to have them both, uh, turn them down in favor of, you know, entrepreneurship. I understand. I mean, they, they get that from me as well. So that's also my fault, but <laughs> they're both incredibly successful young men. But that turn down has, is something that I've never really gotten over. And it's not that I'm disappointed or upset with them. I mean, I'm very proud of them actually for feeling so convicted, um, so determined that they would follow their passions, uh, regardless of what society tells you or, you know, what you, you think the path should be. They say, Hey, this is what I want it to be. So proud of them doesn't even begin to describe how I feel about them both. 
but I, I do feel that if I could have done more, um, if I could have done something different or better, then maybe they would have chosen the other path and, you know, gone to college and, and played the sport. You know, um, it's been a little tough for me because, you know, as I mentioned in an earlier podcast, talking about, you know, when it's all over, when there's no more games, <laughs> when there's nobody left to take to practice. When my youngest son threw the discus for the last time at the state competition, came in third, it was a magnificent day, got the bronze. Um, when that day happened, I didn't know it was the last time <clears throat> that I was ever going to watch either one of my boys play their sports. I didn't have an understanding that that was what I was seeing. And I know that if you're not a sports parent, you're sitting here going, all right, just get over it. What is the big deal? I mean, my God, so what? They're not playing sports anymore. Move on. I've actually had people I know very well tell me that like, Hey, what is your problem? But of all the people who have told me that I'm overreacting to this sort of emotion, not one of them, not one, had their sons playing sports in school. Not one. And to be honest, um, I've even gotten a lot of understanding and uh, sympathy from, from guys who have daughters who play sports in school. So it isn't just a son thing. It's a kid thing. But if you're not a sport parent, you do not get this. And I will understand that. So if you're listening to this right now and, and you're not a sport parent, um, please take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> this is not the entire story or the entire point, but it, it leads up to it. Um, as a sport parent, you immerse yourself in the sport so much. Your life ends up revolving around the sports in order to make sure that the kids that are playing the sports are at every practice, at every workout, at every weightlifting, you know, event, at every circuit, at every, uh, meet, at every game, at every pregame, at every pep rally. I mean, yada, 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 yada. And it's not just practice after school. Okay. It's not just like, Oh, you know, three to five or something in the afternoon. They have practice before school. They have practice after school. They have practice after, after school. They have practice in the evenings. They have practice on the weekends. They have practice sometimes twice a day on the weekends. Sometimes they'll go in the morning from, you know, nine to 11, and then they'll go back from, you know, one to four. So listen, Sports parents understand what I'm saying. When I watched my youngest son throwing the discus at the state level, I didn't understand that it was the last time. So I personally have never been able to have any closure on any of this either. So that's made everything a little bit tougher. And I finally, you know, I was having lunch with uh, one of my sons the other day. And I said, uh, you know, hey, I just want to ask you a question. If you would have had more visits, if you would have gone to see more colleges, if there would have been more exposure to more schools, would that have changed your mind? Would you have possibly found something that you were looking for and taken that path? And his answer surprised me. His answer was maybe. I fully expected him to say no. Because he really doesn't like to question the path that, that he's on or that he's, he's taken. He doesn't like to think that maybe he um, made a mistake in all of it. 
he believes that he did the right thing. And yet still, sitting there at that table, looking me right in the eye, he said, maybe. As a father, my heart sank. Just absolutely sank. The moment he said that. And I started judging myself and judging everything that I did around that period of time. Um, Everyone that I spoke to, all of the colleges I tried to contact. And it was all about me. It was all about what I didn't do. Now, come to find out that, you know, what he meant by that was maybe it would have been a better offer in a school closer to his girlfriend, you know, and, and that may have helped change his mind. The, you know, full ride that he got offered was um, too many hours away and took up too much time and he knew he wasn't going to be able to see his girlfriend ever. And some of you guys are going to be like, well, you shouldn't be making a decision like that about some girl. Well, let me tell you something. He's been with that girl since eighth grade and he's still with her today. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure that girl is going to end up being my daughter-in-law. Um, the point to all this is that I judged myself and immediately felt like I failed. And, and it's the severity of it that I want to talk about today too. I didn't just feel like, oh, I failed. I made a mistake. I felt like I failed him. I felt like I failed as his father. In total. And as he and I talked more, and as I brought myself back out of that, you know, ever widening pit of despair, I, uh, I gave myself a few days to think about it. I gave myself some peace. I gave myself some rest. And I came at it with a different viewpoint. And I realized that I wasn't actually a failure as a father. I had simply failed in that moment. I also realized how many times before I have gathered all of that together into a nice and neat little capsule and swallowed it as total failure before. You know, I uh, have had a a rough time recently uh, with several things in my life and got off track with my eating plan, my fasting plan, my workout regimen, and I ended up gaining back about 10 pounds that I had lost previously. And because I gave myself a little bit of uh, rest and a little bit of time to think about it, you know, I was able to look at that very matter-of-factly. I mean, I wasn't upset, really, with the the gain back. I simply said, look, you know, when you've lost um, almost 100 pounds (laughs) in total and you gain back 10, you haven't failed. You've just had a setback. You've still accomplished everything you've accomplished. You just simply had a setback. And that 
made me think about the other situation. And I said, you know, gosh, when you've been a parent for 28 years and all of your kids are fabulous students, incredibly intelligent, um, you know, physically fit, accomplished career-wise, relationship-wise, they're healthy mentally and physically and emotionally. They're, you know, out there attacking the world and building their lives. Because you did something wrong, because you didn't get them enough collegiate visits, you know, you didn't fail as a parent. You look at all the other great things about all three of your kids and you simply say to yourself, I did a pretty good job this one time with this one thing with one of my children. I missed it. I had a setback. And when you're able to pull yourself out like that, you can, you can see the whole big picture. But guys, I know that as men, we just go down the pipe, man. <laughs> when, when, we, when we hit it, when it hits us right in the face, boy, we, we go down that rabbit hole, we're gone. We're gone for good. And we just treat ourselves like we have failed completely. You know, I know a guy who failed completely as a father. He was mine. That guy failed completely as a father. I have not. And knowing most of you guys who listen to this podcast, you have not. When these things come up and we realize we made mistakes, look, it's nothing more than that. We just had a miss. We missed one. So the point of all of this today is something that I actually heard today in, uh, in fellowship. It's Sunday morning and I'm, you know, taking a little time out of my regular crazy life to listen to the word of God just a little bit. And, uh, My, uh, my reverend says, Hey, you need to take a break. You need to let yourself have rest, have peace once in a while, especially when life is, you know, going berserk. You know, sometimes you need to just take that step back because the first instinct that we have when you realize you failed somewhere is to make that failure so much bigger because we want to punish ourselves for it. And in my case of what I've been worried about for the last week, I didn't make sure that my boys had enough collegiate exposure. I failed at that task. But as I take that step back, as I take that, that pause, that rest, as I, you know, allow God to speak to me a little bit, 
I realized that I have not failed as a father. I've worked my ass off as a father. I've sacrificed stuff that I will never, ever fully admit out loud to anyone. To make sure that my children had things they needed. And I do know, in those rare, quiet moments when I can think instead of react, I do know that 99% of being a good father is given a damn. And I definitely give a damn. And I know that I've done everything I can to battle my own demons and, and be that good dad. And so the message to you guys is you're going to make mistakes. They're going to come up. You're going to realize I really screwed that up with my kid. That one thing on that one day. Man, I really messed it up. Guys, the fact that you care that you messed it up is 99% of the battle. (laughs) I can't even... I can't put it more plainly than that. When you fail as a father is when those things happen and you don't care. When you're not worried about being a good dad, that's when the alarm has to go off. Between now and The next time that happens to you, please try to take some of this into consideration. Try to think of, of yourself, of, uh, of the things going on in your life. Give yourself a break. Give yourself a little bit of, of grace. Give yourself some peace. Think about it the best you can and say, you know, yeah, I really messed it up, but you know what? That's all it was. It was just a miss. And I want to make sure I don't do it again. I want to make sure I'm better next time. Because I do give a damn. I hope you can take that. I hope you can take that and uh, find a little bit of peace, gentlemen. I'm going to end it there for today. Um, Check out our Facebook group. Would love to have more interaction with all you guys. I will put the, uh, the link up. Cannot wait to hear from all of you about this, about all our other podcasts, about anything that's on your mind, about your life, about anything that we can do together to make you and your life better tomorrow than it is today. With one more sip of my preferred beverage, I will bid you all adieu. Have a fantastic, fantastic week. You will be hearing from me again very shortly. Don't ever forget, gentlemen, that you're worth it. Your kids are worth it. They are worth you worrying about being a good father all the time. So don't ever stop doing that. But you can give yourselves a little bit of break. You can give yourselves a little bit of grace. And find a little peace. Believe it. Until next time.